In the twinkling of an eye, I went from legend to historic. Catching bodies after bodies. You say my name like Candyman, I'll pop out of your closet and withdraw me a deposit. I'm loyal to Elijah just like Eric was to Godric. I'm trying to catch a body. No, no, I just caught a body. I will give you that wasabi and pull off in my Ducati. Yeah, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm the one with the deep voice, so I got to do the JLX parts on this podcast. But that was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. Let's go. Welcome, listeners. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peter. We're your Sound Only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about the 21st century and the millennial lifestyle. This week, we're talking about Jay Electronica. Who has like Jay a Alec new... Jay Elect Yamaka. Jay Elect Yamaka. I, I forgot. Right. I like. I, I lost my. I lost it J-Lek, there in the middle. Ramadan. <laughs> oh, it's Jaylek Ramadan, Matravana Salamaka Rasul Lasupana Watala through your monitor. That's, That's right. That's right. That's real hip hop. That's real bars. Real bars. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Um, okay, so this we're talking about a new old J Electronica album, not to be confused with the new, new J Electronica album from a few months ago. Right. Um, What's the title, Micah? What's the, the title? title of this album is Act Two, Patents of Nobility. The long, like, I mean, this is the album that we were supposed to get when a written testimony came out uh, in January, a couple right. months ago. Um, like, basically, there were, uh, or sorry, excuse me, it wasn't in January, it was in March. Yeah, uh, it's March. It's important that it's March because he dropped it. It's important that it's March yeah. because he dropped it, like, you know during you know when the plague was kicking off like that because yeah. this was like it's basically like a, a quality of jay electronica's music is that it's very like syncretic and pulls in a lot of apocrypha from different religions and like is very spiritual but then very worldly and you know before it came out there were a lot of hope tech memes talking about open your third eye and whatnot um, yeah and it's also it's just that like specifically the week that the previous album, a written testimony came out. 
it was it was the week when coronavirus like obviously it had been around for a bit. It was the week though when coronavirus came out to the hate me now music. You know, it was like Escobar season has returned, and then the coronavirus. <laughs> then it was just lockdowns. Everything got locked down, and we had a jail electronic <laughs> album. Uh, yeah, yes, that is uh, more or less what happened. But what I was saying was that before the album came, before written testimony came out, um, you know, there were news items about how it was going to be called a written testimony and not act two. This is not act two. You're not getting detox. You might as well just go ahead and like, you know, forget all about it. It's a new chapter. I did that when I was wilding. Like, you know, this is, this is my actual debut album. His debut album again, after like coming out in like 2007. Right. But forget the Um, debut. We talk about the debut album now. Cause that was all a false flag anyway. Yeah. Cause we got act two. Yeah, it was a stopgap, it turns out, because... Uh, uh, I don't know about that. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, that's right. dismissed. You being mad disrespectful. Go ahead. I'm like, I'm being... I, like, I'm, I'm not be Okay, so listen. You know what? Never mind. I'm, I'm going to put a pin in that, because we need to come back around to the structure of a written testimony. Yeah. And why you are wrong and I am correct. Okay, <laughs> so, okay. But for Act 2... Uh, this was like, you know, this is the thing, this is his baby. This is the, this was his magnum opus, the thing that he was like chipping away at for 13 years in the dark while people were on Twitter being like, when are, when is the Messiah coming, the rap Messiah coming back? Um, and then it leaked online over the past weekend. It was actually his manager, was it his manager? Um, I can't remember. Or was it one of the producers put the album up on SoundCloud, basically? But it was like, I want you to hear it. It's not finished. You know, like we have sample clearance issues that we still need to sort out. But, you know, listen to this before lawyers get involved and take it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sample clear. I mean, this is definitely a one of the most notable things about Act Two to me, right? Is that it is very much so, it feels like a preservation of a. An earlier time instead of you know triple a rap music i guess <laughs> like high production value you know million dollar sample rap music and it's also a preservation of what was sort of peak j electronica hype I yes guess is how i put it yeah yeah which let's like let's geolocate that like when was that exactly okay so act one uh which was like you know him weaving all these intricate rhymes over uh you know selections from the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind score um and doing all this like uh, just weirdo shit that stuff like like a guy from like a rapper from new orleans you wouldn't think of as doing like it was just a very like new york like dungy basement weed smoke everywhere i've been watching films and not like yeah. seeing other people type of yeah. rap music yeah like, it sounds like and, green point like some green yeah. point brooklyn shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but anyway like it was just very you know it had internal rhyme schemes on top of like you know being rap music that obviously you know people were like comparing him to poets instead of like other rappers it was yeah. that sort of yeah. thing yeah and I think it like reached a fever pitch in 2009 with Exhibit C, which was like, you know, ev- that's the J. Electromedal Muhammad Asalamica thing, like that. 
the Just Blaze beat. Yeah, yeah, the Just yeah. Blaze beat. That which sounded like I mean as as many jokes as we got out of it on the back end. Yeah, like when that when it came out and when it was hitting, it was really fucking hitting like yeah. i mean it it's it, it was just like gargantuan it found it felt like listening to that song felt like stomping around in the actual iron giant yeah and it's funny because like just blaze beats you know just blaze has like a particular style of beat and I, I would say sort of peak just blaze and beyond there's just this sort of maximalist ass maximalism right it's like totally different yeah. from the way to my mind at least the way that like kanye will make a beat sound big yeah. You know, like Just Blaze beats at their most maximum do feel like you're stomping around in a mecca. And mm -hmm. they, I think later on in Just Blaze's peak, he sort of had the problem of like rappers really needed to have a kind of voice that could ride a Just Blaze beat. And to me, the people who could do it were like Rick Ross. Like Rick Ross is very good at sort of basically overriding any beat you throw at him, no matter how loud it is. And then, like, J Electronica on Exhibit C. Well, yeah, it's, like, basically that the rapper, the way that, like, you, like, the, the rappers that can ride Just Blaze beats, like, have voices that act like black holes of the production. Like, yeah. it's, like, you have to, they have to, there has to be, like, a center of gravity that pulls in all of that crazy, like, ornate reverb and horns and like you know all this other crazy shit that he uses that makes it sound like towering and massive but you know yeah you need you need something at the center to like organize it and that was the thing that was like super surprising about j electronica is that i mean for a lot of people yeah at that moment with exhibit c he it just felt like abruptly like a new challenger has emerged and he's yeah. just sort of devastating this beat with uh you know hand-drawn nikola tesla artwork on his yeah. on his single single artwork i mean like yeah. it's just it was just everything about it was so like eccentric and i thought about this and i my afghan scarves are literally from the cradle of civilization not like you know <laughs> from the urban outfitters yeah yes. it was just yes. you know what i'm saying yeah. though you know he what had saying. the babylonian mathematics <laughs> <laughs> it's really and like it's and despite like there being so much mythology around him and his backstory being so crazy and him having such modest beginnings and like ending up dating one of the heirs to the Rothschild fortune. And at one point, Erica Badu and collabing with Lucy Liu at some point. Yeah. Like it's literally like he just started rapping as like, like he was already like a mega rich banker. And it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna rap on the side. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know that and I ever because had I'm that a billionaire philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I ever got that that sort of like already a billionaire vibe, but I always it, it is it's weird. so infant sorrow sometimes though. No, you know that, what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's like the flip side of it is like I remember the first time I heard Jay Electronica and I was like, oh, this nigga's 45. <laughs> He's clear, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you, it's one thing when you sort of like we have all sorts of conspiracy theories about rappers secret ages but Jay Electronica really did come on the scene with that he he it feels very deliberate his vibe of I'm older than you 
Yeah. I like you know? I am big brother. I am yeah. like that was that was really because I mean it really did feel like an instance of like list like when Jay Electronica songs would come up, you know, once every full moon in the seventh house and Jupiter is aligning with Mars. Like, it, cause I mean, like there was no, there was no release schedule. Like, I mean, right. he was, you were, every time you got a song from him, you were just as likely not to hear from him again. Yeah. But yeah. every time a song came out, it was like big bro is speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then this album comes out and this album, I think act two, um, Rather than it, I mean, it's funny because you talked about the idea of him sort of sanding away at a thing for a decade and a half. Uh, but in a in a weird way to me, this actually strikes like Act Two just strikes me as um, it doesn't sound like a written testimony. Sounds like that a written testimony sounds like something that came at the end of a long process, and we'll talk about it later in the episode. But Act Two to me sounds like it almost feels like it's um, you know, that scene in Jurassic Park where they're explaining how the dinosaurs work and they're, it's like the mosquito in the amber. And the <laughs> dude is like, dinosaurs, you know, we the fossils in the sap. And it, it's just like, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a fossilized record of an earlier thing. What I'm saying is that this was, this was, that was the mythology around this album, despite what the first ones, what, despite what a written yeah. testimony sounded like. That's, that was the mythology around Act 2, was that, like, this was his, you know, he could never finish it because it was his masterpiece yeah. sort of situation. And, I mean, like, I guess we'll just get it. I, you know what? I, is we'll this a masterpiece? It. Is, it a, is it a masterpiece, Mike? No. Oh, 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 absolutely not. Okay. I'm not, just, like, okay. I'm not saying that. I'm, like, but we'll get, we'll, I have no, some I just things to, to say. Know about a written testimony and your affinity for it is all. No, 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 no. But let's talk about act two. Cause like, I don't know more. And like, I, I get the idea, like that mythology, right. is so overloaded. The sort of genius at work mythology. And, you know, another thing I mean when I say that act two feels like a preservation of peak J electronica is it, it really does feel like it's preserving a lot of trends and sort of general signatures in in like I said the the major the major label rap music of the time and I think that's really true in like the production of Act Two, which feels very much like a sort of um like we were talking earlier you know we we're sort of hashing this episode out and I was like this reminds me so much of Good Fridays like Kanye's Good Fridays mm -hmm. when like Lord 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 and stuff like that when you could just tell that. Kanye and people sort of in that like Jay-Z prestige orbit were trying to come up with this sound that where, where rap music just sounded expensive, you know? Well, yeah, and like they were trying to create this they were trying to create music that it that could fill stadiums, but also that they could wear leather skirts to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like I it's um it's like hotel lobby music, but I don't mean that as a diss necessarily, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's um like but like 
specifically at the Mondrian, not like, you know, just any hotel. I'm not just anybody hotel lobby music, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like that's one of the two the signatures on that you know when this album is recorded because it's like J Electronica rapping about Sophie Tell, J Electronica no, I mean, rapping about Vimeo. <laughs> no, listen, but like also on uh Rough Love, there was that she had an ass like Rosa Acosta, she had a wreck like Angela Croft line, and I was just like, Rosa Acosta, it is like, and then also, also, I, I know you peeped the like, there was a Bonnie and Clyde record. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like that record. I like that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's good. It has, yeah. like, Serge Gainberg, and, like, everybody was just like, oh, this reminds me of XYZ, this, that, blah, 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 blah. And my immediate first thought was the cabaret scene in Rush Hour 3, because that's when, like, the love interest arrives, like, the French model. Yeah. To Bonnie <laughs> and Clyde. Yeah. I, which I mean, like, honestly... It would be so hilarious to me if it had nothing to do with like Jay Electronica's friendship with Serge Gainberg that he included that song, but literally that like it happened in the reverse and he was watching Rush Hour 3 and he was just like, damn, that's a tight song. I need to sample that, which honestly feels more likely to me. <laughs> I, I like, I honestly think that the streak of like artistic choices that he's made is like, you have def- you definitely thought of this alone. Like yeah, watching yeah. TV. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I like this. I like a lot. I like a lot of the stuff on Act Two. Um, I like a lot of the sort of nouveau riche again, like early 2010s decision making that feels like it went into the production of this album. It well, feels I, oh, I mean, ahead. oh well no, I was gonna say also, uh, I think it was Andrew Bar- Fake Short Drive on Twitter, like pulled up the, he actually had the screenshot um, from the original, like the original track list that like Jay Electronica posted on Twitter in like 2012. Yeah. And I, the, the, the track list is mainly the same minus like some Kanye features and like an Erica Badu feature, I think. Which I mean, like, is obviously not nothing, but like times have changed. <laughs> Yo, I know um, that that track listing too doesn't say Erica Badu. It has her Twitter handle. <laughs> yep, it says Fatty Bella on it. I was yeah, just yeah. like, wow. <sighs> um, I will say though, like, this album, this album actually kind of reminds me of "Damn" by Kendrick a little bit, mm. in you know, in a specific sense that like. Again, it's like a product of its time thing. This album is so self-consciously prog. Like it's doing a lot of like, like, I get it. You you want to be black Pink Floyd. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. Am I tr- off base? Like, facts. No, I mean, like, that's true though. But the thing is that like I you are saying this about act two, like a written testimony doesn't begin with once upon a December. Like, okay. I mean, like I'm just saying like, I, it's, it's like, he's extra all the time. And yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like, it's, it's, I, I say that, like, I, I say that knowing that act two definitely is the more extra of the two. <laughs> For sure. It's just that here, uh, I think on act two stuff feels extra, which is good because it's Jay Electronica. And I think he had like, I like Jay Electronica's quirks, personality quirks, musical yeah. quirks, eccentricities, you know. But I think act two is extra, but also kind of disjointed 
Like even the stuff on actually that feels rough. Even the stuff that reminds you that like, oh yeah, this album feels like it probably actually wasn't finished, finished. It feels like they got it out for one reason or another, but it feels like it has this deliberately unfinished quality to it. I don't even mind that. To me, it's just that like, there's there's some tonal whiplash to me a little bit. Well, and I, mean, I don't like mean it's... on a songwriting level. I mean on like a production level. Some of the transitions, a lot of the, I don't know that a lot of the music you know, on the album sits well with itself. I felt a similar thing like when, like because say for instance, Road to Perdition mm-hmm. um, and Shiny Suit Theory, which she tested me as like ended up on 3J Electronica yeah. projects. I first heard point. Shiny Suit Theory yeah. like 2013 or 2014. Yeah, I mean like, but the thing is that like you've also heard Road to Perdition around right. like, you know, the same time, Better in Tune with, better in tune with the Infinite. Um, like which these are the songs J- that that's like. That's the best song, by the way. Best J Electronica yeah. song, Better in Tune with the Infinite. Yuichi Sakamoto, these... put some respect on his name. <laughs> I mean, like that is in keeping with the legacy of that. Maybe that's why it feels so good Friday-ish because that's what Kanye did with, um, that's what he did with uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like, I mean, like when yeah. that final track list for that came out, people were complaining about how many of the songs weren't new, and then they were on the album and they were like longer and weirder and had all this weird stuff he was doing with the NPC machine on it and so on and so forth. But I think that your complaint is that it's more like the life of Pablo, which is where he tried to do the same thing, but then put the whole album out and it was like a collection of like 17 different ideas that were all like really interesting, but didn't belong together and then tried to fix it after the fact, after it was already out. Yeah, although, well, my problem in life with Pablo is it has is the whole middle of the album. Like, once you get to like the Chris Brown song, anyway, I don't yeah. mean to digress, but I just you want to register my yeah, but you, but well, yeah, but what I mean is I'm just trying to situate how you feel about yeah, like yeah. the two J Electronica projects. You're right, but I don't know. To me, it almost it it still feels cl- like I get what you're saying. This. Act two is more like Life of Pablo than it is like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. The really what I feel is that Act Two is more like the Good Friday stuff that didn't make it onto My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy than it is like either of those albums. It just feels like mm. again, I don't know. I almost feel like Act Two, Patents of Nobility, The Turn, and A Written Testimony should have been combined into a single album called A Written Testimony. <laughs> You know what I mean? But I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Especially, but we, you know what? Let's just talk about a written testimony. We we need to throw yeah. down about this. The, yeah. The debut solo debut album, J Electronica, literally caused the coronavirus. We're going to talk about it. Let's go. When I was sleeping on the train, sleeping on Mesero Lab out in the rain, without even a single slice of pizza to my name, too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain, when New York niggas was calling Southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slang, I used to get dizzy spells, hear a little ring, the voice of an angel telling me my name, telling me that one day I'ma be a great man, transforming with the Megatron doll spitting out This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. 
So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay. Micah, you review you reviewed a written testimony, right? Yes, I did. Um, I did. I did write about uh, written testimony when it came out in my column. Uh, man, uh, the the naivety of like being like I, I I was just like, oh, we needed an excuse to feel good. It's great to see two rappers at the at the peaks of their p- powers rapping together. Like you know, we could use any sort of win. I now have amended my opinion to say that we should just like have no excuses to feel good. Because things are bad. Damn, what the fuck happened in between? I mean, well, a lot of things happened, I guess. A lot of things happened. But anyway, (laughs) a written testimony. Written testimony is, you know, ostensibly Jay Electronica's debut album, but on it, he seeds ground to Jay-Z on eight of the songs. And they're 10 songs, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he he acknowledges as as much because he's just like my debut album, my debut album, Future and Hope, man, this is highway robbery. Like he's like, you know, it's unfair for that to happen at the same time. Like it's a good project. But to me, it always sounded more like, you know, a Jay-Z album than whatever it was that, you know, Jay Electronica was going to eventually come up with. Um. It's it just felt like an album full of interludes to me. I I strongly disagree with that. I feel like I strongly disagree with a lot of the conventional wisdom about a written testimony, specifically as it relates to Jay-Z's presence on the album. Okay. I really like a written testimony. I think Jay-Z mostly sounds horrible on a written testimony. I, I didn't say he, that he sounds good or that he upstages no, no. Jay Electronica. I said I, that he acts as like Jay Electronica's my what I said was that he acts as like Jay Electronica's tether. Like because he's all the he's all and not in the, you know, uh peel sense. I mean like as in literally keeping him from floating off into space. Yes. I, I think yeah. that makes sense to me. I want to establish that. I don't even I don't think I'm disagreeing with you so much as I I feel like the critical sort of consensus or at least I don't know, I saw this this take a lot. Uh-huh. During that rollout was that like, oh man, why did Jay Electronica let Jay-Z get on this album and just constantly wash him? Which is very much not what I hear when I listen to a written testimony. I hear Jay-Z sounding like he is very largely out of his depth and is trying to like shoehorn like public relations talking points that he's been meaning to make for the past 18 months onto a Jay Electronica album and sounding kind of like a Trump press conference inserted into a rap album. Oh yeah. Because he's just like, yeah, you can't criticize me for inking a deal with the NFL because you have no money. You, you have no money to make any sorts of, yeah, it's like, but but he does that on a song that's otherwise like Jay Electronica rapping about Islam. So it's just like, what, wait, what we're talking about the NFL now, where did this come from? That's what Jay-Z sounds like to me on a written testimony. It's awful. 
I mean, but I'm saying I don't say a Jay Z album in the sense of like him rapping better or him being on too many of the songs. But I mean, legitimately yeah. in the str- in the sound structure yeah. of the album, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. sounds more like a project that Jay Z would make than a project okay. that Jay Electronica would make because like. Jay Electronica is really fucking chaotic. And I yeah. mean, like, dis- despite like a, ris- a written testimony having like being a pastiche of a bunch of different ideas, it's not like it doesn't feel like a repository of 15 years of ideas like you would expect Act Two to be. Like, this is the thing that like he keeps in the back room and keeps every time that he comes back into the house, he changes something on it because he can't ever let it be finished. You know what I mean? That's the idea behind act, which is why, like, you know, those things tend to come out really not tight. Like, you, I mean, like, are really <laughs> jumbled or are feeling very awkward and undercooked and unfinished in certain points. Okay. I like this contrast because I, I, what I would agree to is that um, to me, a written testimony feels very thoughtful, but in a very small way, at least on Jay Electron. Like, I, I actually totally get your points about it sounding like a Jay-Z album, let's say, in composition. But in terms of what Jay Electronic is doing on a written testimony, I think it's very thoughtful and it feels very artful in a way that feels very controlled. And mm-hmm. I think the contrast you're drawing is right, which is that Act 2 sounds so much more chaotic and frankly, like, sloppy at turns. But that's also kind of what's good about Jay Electronica is that he's exactly. kind of you know he's Out a there. weirdo yeah yeah like you, you get so much more cleanly from act two that jay electronic you're like oh right this guy is a weirdo yeah this he's is not a, that much this of a weirdo is somebody that like money. you know reappears and disappears for five to seven years at a time and is doing like richard branson shit on the other side <laughs> of the world and it's like it's no there's no it's like it's such a weird story and it would like a coherent project from him would make no sense to me. Yeah. I think too. So to, to that, like it's weird. It's the sort of older J electronic album is the newer one, right? A written testimony is right. like the more sort of recently made thing. And I don't know. I, this sort of well, control, the, the recently released thing. I feel yeah. like those, those songs are like kind of more or less locked in. Yeah, five yeah. years ago. Right, yeah, because yeah, like a written testimony has song, like you said, like it has songs that we'd heard before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shiny Suit Theory. Um, and I don't know. I kind of am still trying to make sense of the difference between how Act Two sounds as a preservation, what sounds like a preservation of like a decade ago, uh-huh. versus a written testimony, which sounds like when I say it sounds more controlled and more thoughtful. Part of what I'm saying is that it sounds like it's made by an artist who knows that he kind of missed his moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what it is? Is that when I say that it sounds more like a Jay-Z album, it sounds more like an album that someone at Jay-Z's stage of his career would make. This is like the album that you made. Yeah. After like your gimmick has sort of run out, this is the left turn album or the enlightened one that you make after when you're in the twilight of your career. Yeah. But he yeah. that's the album that he has to make for the f- like that's his first album that is out in the world because 
he didn't put out an album for 13. He didn't put out his debut album for 13 years. And the thing is that like he explores that somewhat on a written yeah. testimony. Yeah. Like he he has some angst about um I can't remember what 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 record it's on, but he's just like, you know, talking about when I look in the mirror, all I see is flaws. When I look in the mirror, all I blah 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 blah. And yeah. then like at the end of it, it's just like, I'm gonna put this album out so y'all can pit me apart. Like it's just like it's interesting sure and it's definitely the most recently made one of the two and i think what i find impressive about it is sort of related to what i said earlier on right which is that when jay electronica first blows up right which feels like 20 years ago, it feels like you know 15 years ago at this point um uh-huh. or like a decade ago um he already sounds old he already sounds like self-consciously like i'm old he already i'm an eternal traveler he's too old for this shit already so then when he comes back with like a written testimony and sounds like the old version of an artist who already said i think there's something to the fact that he he comes in to the game sounding like this world weary traveler and then he makes an album where he really sort of triples down on that idea and actually sells me on it. Like a written testimony, I really do listen to that album with the sense of, oh, wow, he sounds like... Um, th- there's like a Tommy Lee Jones character quality to him where there's just this sort of dying light in his eyes on every song. You know what I mean? And I th- there's something in that that I just found really captivating. Even though, like I said, in certain ways a written testimony does not feel like it captures the full scope and depth of Jay Electronica's personality. Uh, He's really good at sort of gesturing at the idea that the reason why that's the case is because he's lived a full and exhausting life and he's too tired to give you that album. Mm. Yeah. I I just, I fall for that idea on that album, you know? Yeah. You got a point. You got a point. (laughs) Um, Jay Z, on the other hand, just sounds like, like no, absolutely not, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah, Jay Z, Jay Z. Uh, Some of the most reprehensible rapping of Jay Z's career happens on that on a written testimony. To this day, I just I I've blacked it out. It, 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 <laughs> says, it says a lot that I, on balance, really love a written testimony, despite the sheer percentage of it that consists of that all of those jay-z parts okay so like when everybody like you know in the ides of march was like rejoicing about finally getting their jay electronic album you were you know online twitter searching for a written testimony no jay-z version i should have done that do you know where i could find such a version of (laughs) a written testimony i would love to hear we would love to hear that no, but like you do remember, like you know, you know the the the, the no X version of oh, like you know whatever. Like you remember when that was a thing, right? Oh, absolutely. There's so many rappers I'm not trying to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit. Actually, that era of you know rap internet. The spook that spoke sterling silver and pearls tore tumbled out of my nappy coils. Visions of sugar plums for all of the boys and goyos. Look, why would I sell out of my ready wrist? Don't make no sense. Got more money than Goodell. A whole NFL bench. Did it one handed like Odell. Handcuffed to a jail. I would have stayed on the sidelines if they could have tackled the chip themselves. Okay, I was I I was honestly confused by the act to release. Because I thought it was a leak. Okay. So here's 
more or less how it went. Uh, one of the producers that worked on the project, and again, I cannot remember which one, like, was like him and Jay Elect conspired to put the project on SoundCloud because it's been long enough. You know, the president is dying. <laughs> I'm right. putting this on SoundCloud. Wait, know. so Jay like we knew in the beginning then the Jay like wanted we it. Knew, out. We, we knew we we knew I didn't it, even like, know that. We knew fairly like we knew in the beginning that like it was that that they were involved somehow. Not necessarily that it was an official thing, but Jay okay. like was Jay Electronica was tweeting through it and so was just Blaze being like, you know, this isn't the final version. It's real, but it's not the final version. Um and Jay Electronica being like uh, we're working on sample clearances so we can, you know, or release the album officially. And yeah. then it was on Monday morning that the album went up for streaming on title officially. So that's like the, the, the way that it, it, so it's like you have that cushion of like 48 hours or the entire, or however long right, to get a reaction to the thing in the world. Are people fucking with it? Are they not fucking with it? Which is like a, a truncated version of what like Kanye did with Good Fridays, like which is what I was talking about earlier. Right. I just didn't know how to re react to the Act Two release at first because I was just like, "Does he even?" Because this, this is again, this is one of those things where it's like the difference of being on Twitter and not. Right. It's like I just assumed that this was illicit, contraband, torrented. I mean, because it usually is. I don't want to review that. This is illegal. People can't hear that. They can't legally obtain that. Get that out of here. That said, like a lot of my consumption of rap music has been of that kind of contraband <laughs> anyway. So I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's weird because Jay Electronica's career consists of singles that weren't really singles and leaks that materialized on SoundCloud with no explanation. And that, I mean... Again, his debut album came out this year, despite the fact the guy's been around for like more than a decade, which means that his entire, I don't know if you're a Jay Electronica fan, you've subsisted on leaks for the guy's entire runtime, you know? Yeah. And there are rappers like that, you know, that... Yeah, I mean, like, there are, like, I thugger. think... <laughs> thugger. Well, thug... Uh, Uzi, Playboy, Cardi, anybody that runs from that, like that, that learned from that mid two thousands Gucci and Wayne version of recording, where it's just like I need to be laying down thoughts all the time. Like they also, they all have like a lot of just random shit floating around on the internet. Like I mean, like there was literally last year an instance where a Playboy Cardi song was like leading the Spotify viral chart. Pissy Pamper, uh, which was, you know, also known as Kid Cuddy. I think there was a, a, a dude named Lil Cambo who had a Spotify account specifically for posting like unreleased music on Spotify. And like people were fucking with Kid Cuddy or Pissy Pamper so heavy that it was at the top of the viral chart, but it wasn't officially released. Right. Can we also talk about the truly god-awful Kanye period post-Life of Pablo when all the bad Kanye songs 
were like it was the all day. It was like the the oh no 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 no. That was before. Before all day was before. Yeah, was you're before right. Life of Pablo. Um, all day was the worst one because all day about leaked, the Yandi like, leaks. Yandi. Or, oh yes, Yandi. All starting with all day through the Yandi leaks. Yes, all of okay. that. All of that. The worst Kanye rapping you've ever heard. But people like clamor. It's basically like Kanye to the just he clamoring had for these. He had flamethrowers on stage at the Brit Awards. How are people not going to react to that? Oh, like. But anyway, yeah. Oh, like that. Like all day was like originally like uh, landed on the internet a couple weeks, or like I can't remember if it was a couple weeks or if it was like a month or two prior to the Brit Awards and like it sounded like it was recorded on a flip phone outside of the studio with the door closed between the phone and the actual music. That's how bad the recording was. It sounded like it was recorded in the toilet that Kanye pissed on his Grammy and that's where it sounds like it was recorded. What about the song? Remember the Kanye song? It was like a leak with the with Migos. There was I remember there was a release with Fresh Montana. Oh God. Okay. Your girl ain't got no ass. You need to buy one. Yeah, like that was like a. I I remember that song. Like that was a. It was a very weird time. Well, it's just that I bring up the Kanye leaks specifically because I think those leaks. I think just specifically because I hated all day. I thought all day sounded like the most garbage song, and I was vindicated because when that song actually finally released, it was like immediately forgotten. Like that yeah. song's entire hype was about the fact that it. Like people had got their hands on it before Kanye released it, but as an actual song, shit brick because it's bad and yeah. like monotonous. Um, but I, I just remember the Kanye leaks; they would happen so frequently, and there'd be so much sort of spelunking, like online spelunking, surrounding like getting hands on them. That I felt this kind of guilt after a point of like, yo, it kind of sucks if you if you're making something like imagine you're writing a post right you're writing an essay you're writing a column and then somebody is just in your google drive before you got all the tks out you've done any sort of line editing and they're just like yo i'm gonna publish this like you would be mad you would be upset yeah well that's absolutely true but people don't dance to the things that i write but it doesn't (laughs) i I still think the principle is the same right it's like i feel bad the principle is more the same is 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 more or less the same i mean like because Pusha T was talking about this around, I, I don't know, I want to say it was at some point during, like, you know, that weird summer where Kanye's like, seven song albums for all my roster people. Yeah. Um, but he was just like, you know, it sucks because it's just like when you want to ha- you want to make an event out of a song and you can't do it because like it's already in the streets unfinished and like it doesn't hit the same when it finally shows up. And yeah. that's always the case. Like, I mean, anything that I've seen for the for the most part, whether it was uh, seeing Bobby Bitch by uh, Bobby Schmurter mm. on Vine for the first time. Real. yeah. Or like all day on YouTube for the first time. Or pick up the phone on Instagram for the first time. Travis Scott on the, the like, that was how I saw that for the first time. Like, it's always not as is never as good right but even then i just there's a sense in which sometimes like i don't know there is a sense in which um even though it's not as good it can still feel like part of the official or semi-official process for getting a song birthing it into the world sure versus times when it feels like oh this is just robbery like you guys just kind of took this thing out of like a 
half well, yeah. state. I, well, it's, it's like shit. Because I mean, there's it's like I mean, there was also those that spate of Drake leaks earlier in quarantine, uh, or was it? I don't know if it was in quarantine, but earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, like you know, he had like one of the records was like big moves on or whatever. Like it was stuff that was very obviously like Drake made these songs. They're out. They obviously real songs, but they're just like so undercooked. That like right. they couldn't have possibly been like you didn't mean for these to get out, right? I said um, that about like three Drake albums. I would say he didn't mean to get out. Yeah, but we'll talk I, about like, that. I this mean, in the Drake episode. Even by those standards, Scorpion. Though, I think he meant to get out. That was a he even was by those standards. But I like I take your point though. Like there's a there is like like I would say it's a difference between the stuff from Good Fridays landing on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy you know like refined and lengthened and with like a lot of weird shit on it like extra um stuff on it later on and then like life of pablo being like hey guys i'm putting out this album in madison square garden with a fashion show and the album's gonna come out on tuesday and the album comes out on wednesday evening and then like on friday he's tweeting about i'm gonna fix wolves like you know <laughs> That's a different thing. It, it feels yeah. like very ad hoc and like manic and rushed and so on and so forth. Right. Um, and, but I mean, like, even that feels like distinct from what we're talking about. Like, um, there are like instances where it feels like it's part of like, you know, that, that the artist is like testing the market, so to speak. Yeah. And then there are times when it just feels like somebody was just like, oh, they didn't log out of their computer before they left the studio or whatever. Yeah. Do you think J Electronica will ever like successfully merge into a sort of conventional release? Because that's the thing. It's like J Electronica at this point exists almost entirely as a guy who releases albums in a sporadic fashion, whose music is sort of again, it's sort of found via SoundCloud and sort of the rollout for it feels like it's kind of retconned into existence as opposed to being like a commercial grade artist who has album rollouts. Do you, can you imagine Jay Electronica after all this, after act two, after written testimony, after feeling like all of his, his albums so far have been generated via like time travel I'm trying to imagine a world in which Jay Electronica just sort of acts like all the other rappers who roll out albums in a timely, conventional fashion. Never happened. Never happened. Why? Is it just because he's too weird? Like, lots of rappers are weird. Yes. I mean, like, it's literally, like, I I, I think that it is, um, I, I think that it's, like, it's part of his it's part of his whole deal. Like, I mean, it is like Jay Electronica is less, is less Jay-Z than he is like John deck. Like he's a, like he's a musical like idea. Like he, it's not like he's too much of an artiste to release on a regular album cycle. It's never going to happen. Yeah. You know what it is? I thought um, when I was listening to act two, I was like, oh, some, some, for whatever reason, bits of this remind me of a Spike Lee movie. They, they remind me of like Terrence Blanchard. Uh, and, and then I realized it. And it's that to your point about he, him being like a, a billionaire or like a banker or something, 
you know, Jay Electronica is Christopher Plummer's character in Inside Man. You know what I mean? He's just... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which, like, the undertones to that are bad. Don't think about it too the hard. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, think about it more like a, like a really funny, timely use of a really good gif and it don't th- it don't be the person that's quote tweeting and being like yeah but how did this end for the person in the in the in the gif though in the movie though like, right and also I, it, christopher flummer's <laughs> character and inside man mm. i mean there's two words <laughs> yeah, it's I nazi mean, collaborator so. yeah nazi collaborator <laughs> ill-gotten gains man like i mean so spiritually no that's not even that 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 feels like that's not correct either i mean aesthetically he is christopher plummer yeah, Plummer's character that's yes yes yeah. yes you know it took some time but we whittled that down yes and we solved another mystery it's it's great yeah if you if you want to listen to act two paid of nobility it's on title it's literally on no other streaming service title is a street like title is the streaming service that you have to like go out and find any time that one of Jay-Z's friends puts out an album. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but also, you know, if you don't want to do that, uh, there are full streams of the album floating around on YouTube, several of them. Um, so yeah, you can fire that up. Wait, so it's not on SoundCloud anymore? Is No, it's not on SoundCloud. It was taken down like a suit, like a probably like 16 hours after it was up or whatever. See, rappers do SoundCloud dirty. SoundCloud does so much for the culture and then people just take the albums off. That's messed up. It is messed up. Okay. <laughs> uh, this has been Sound Only. We would appreciate any thoughts you have about Jay Electronica or Jay-Z, frankly at soundonlypod at gmail.com. I think that we've gotten a lot of good listener email so far, by the way. One thing for this J Electronica convo I would like people to do is specify whether you are a Gen Xer or millennial or a boomer or whatever. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I really do want to do some data and sentiment analysis like he, regarding You're opinions. actually trying to see something. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, like, yeah please, I'm just trying to see something. <laughs> just, 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 you know humor him please yeah we would love to see the generational breakdown of sentiments about jay electronica the joe biden aged rapper who has <laughs> yet again yet again uh struck right at the heart of the news cycle and the general political sensibilities of the united states as everything is falling apart till next week i'm justin charity and i'm michael peter See y'all later.